Hello and welcome to the latest episode of the Online Warriors podcast. We're back again. We're approaching Christmas. There's a lot to talk about. The Game of the Year awards happened last week, so we're going to get to that. Um, in general, we've got a packed slate for you. Uh, I am of Legal 86, and of course, I am joined, as always, by my good friend, Nerd Bomber. Hello, hello, everybody. And my also good friend, Tactic. Hey, how's it going? Um, I'm not going to say which of you is a better friend, uh, because I think you're equally good friends. And I don't, I don't want to play favorites, so let's just leave it at that. We know who it is. Of course, do, it's do me. Duh. I'm just joshing. Uh, I'm uh, joking uh, around. There's a surprising amount of silence from Tectic. He's not really. He's not really pleading his case for. I just. Well. I. I. I feel like you shouldn't pick. We're like your children. You. You don't pick one. You just never, ever, ever admit that the one is your favorite. It's. It's. That's me. true. You guys are like my children. I. I, th- I think about that a lot. Um. So I'm here with my children, and I'm here to talk to you about. Uh, as I mentioned, the Game Awards, um, one of the bigger announcements of the Game Awards uh, was the Xbox Series X, which, of course, we need to touch on. And then we're also going to talk about uh, my man Kumail Nanjiani and uh, this uh, quote-unquote thirsty shirtless pic that he posted on Instagram um, about his body transformation. But that's that's for later. For now, uh, the Game Awards. Guys, this is a, this is a big deal. Um, Obviously, what most people are going to know uh, right away, or what, what, what they're going to want to know, is uh, the coveted game of the year, um, recognizing a game that delivers the be- absolute best experience across all creative and technical fields, and that went to Sekiro Shadows Die Twice, which, frankly, I've heard of, but have never played, and I do not own, and I, I don't think you guys do either. either. Yeah, it, it's one of those like Dark Souls, very difficult type games that I'm just not super into. I know a lot of people are, but that's just not for me. And I honestly was kind of surprised that this one game of the year, not so much because it is like a Dark Souls-y type hard game, but it, it, I feel like it was a very quiet game. Like when it came out, which I believe was early on, at least in 2019, in comparison to some of the other games, like it got good reviews, but then it, it seemed like it kind of went away a little bit. So I was a little shocked that it's the game that won game of the year but obviously well deserved because a lot of different news outlets also picked it as their game of the year yeah so uh also the winner of best action adventure game of the year uh nominated for art direction and probably a number of other things that i i can't see from scrolling quickly uh audio design was another one so yeah clearly um kind of a critical darling um also nominated for game of the year uh i want to make special mention of control which seems to have been nominated for a number of things and i believe it has one win here um it's a game that our good friend ben mentioned really loving uh and it's on my short list of games that i just really really am wanting to play um so i was kind of you know i was excited to see that i guess um getting recognition but um yeah we can we can kind of run down the list here so i mentioned uh action adventure and game of the year went to Sekiro shadows die twice uh action game uh went to devil may cry 5 which devil may cry is is like a it's a fighting game franchise am i right about that never again never played a single one i don't believe so i want to say that and again i've never played one of these i heard it was a really good game but i want to say you play as like dante or something i i don't and you defeat hell demons or something like that i think it's more of like a actiony rpg type role-playing game maybe i could be wrong don't vilify me Um, if i'm wrong 
yeah we're we're really uh so you were right about the dante thing i'm kind of live fact checking you here um yeah i don't know much about the devil may cry series i just know that it's, it's very popular um as you mentioned it looks like it's a very actiony rpg which i tend to not delve too far into uh rpg games we've we've talked about my experience with mass effect many times on this podcast um so yeah uh, devil may cry um winning best action game action adventure i mentioned with sekiro and control did win for art direction which is um another one of the big ones sekiro also nominated for that legend of zelda uh was nominated um and then this game called sayonara wild hearts which i've never heard of uh call of duty a franchise that a lot of people are aware of uh did manage to win for audio design um i will say regardless of what you say about their multiplayer experiences and like the loot crate issues and all of those type of things I feel like Call of Duty is always a very polished game, especially when you get into things like audio. I feel like if you have a really good headset or a surround sound system, the audio is almost second to none. You can hear exactly where people are coming at you from. And I mean, it's a pretty incredible feat. So regardless of what you'll say about the Call of Duty franchise and and the way that they have microtransactions and all that kind of stuff, their audio design, I feel like, really does deserve to win. Now to play oh, yeah. now to play devil's advocate, one problem that I have with a lot of these awards is is these sequel games. So Devil May Cry is a great example, circling back to that, where mm-hmm. the action adventure, the story doesn't really change. Because I've looked into these uh this what would you call it? Not trilogy, what would you call it at five? Franchise. Franchise, sure. I've looked into this the story and it just seems like same thing, different location. And to win best action game well, it's nothing new it's a i think these kind of awards should be given to more unique titles and that's why i mean the call of duty hasn't really changed their formula so yeah they can focus on the audio side of it i mean yeah i would say for devil may cry and again i haven't played it but it's on game pass and i've been eyeing it up um i, I did hear that this was one of the more approachable entries into the series that if you hadn't played any devil may cry game before like this is the entry point that you could get into it with um, I did hear that they had a lot of technical advancements and this was one of the better Devil May Cry games in a very long time. So, I, like I said, without personally playing it, I can't really, I don't have any stake in the game. But I feel like maybe that, I feel like with franchises, there can be opportunities for advancement where they can win awards. I mean, you look at, for example, uh, a game like Fallout 4, which a lot of people I know had mixed feelings on, but I really enjoyed that game. And I feel like that changed enough from some of the early Fallout entries, which were like isometric type games. So I feel like just because it's got a franchise name on it doesn't mean that a game can't be innovative. Well, and, and it, it's a delicate balance, right? Because I think franchises like Devil May Cry, which have been around for however long, and, and Call of Duty as well as another example, you mentioned Devil May Cry 5 being a great entry point for people into the franchise. That's a critical thing to, to think about because you not only want to maintain the existing customer base that you have and the existing fan base that you have, but you also want to try and draw new people. And it's hard if you want to have a co- coherent story between all these games um, to like to get a, get someone to say like, okay, go play Call of Duty 1, which is like, you know, on PC. And like that really sets the tone for the entire franchise and you can catch up. People don't want to do that. People want to just be able to dive in and... I imagine that can probably be a pretty delicate balance to have to set. But um, it is interesting you, you kind of mentioned this franchise thing because looking at, again, the action game category, um, 
we have devil may cry 5 winning uh call of duty was nominated uh gears 5 was nominated metro exodus was nominated they're all parts of franchises and and all great franchises no doubt but um it's definitely worth pointing out uh rounding out the nominees though apex legends um and actually uh nerbomber astral chain uh, which you've been talking about for i think the past few episodes um mm-hmm. having enjoyed that was also nominated so um yeah i mean in general you do see uh quite a few franchises and and yeah i mean going back to to call of duty specifically i mean i harbor absolutely no ill will to, towards call of duty i think I think a lot of people do these days. Um, I think that they have a system that they've figured out that works very well for them. And, you know, back when I was playing it, I really did. I wasn't a big multiplayer guy. I never have been, but I really did like the campaigns. Um, and like you said, the audio design is is noticeably good. So um, I would imagine, you know, that's, that's well-deserved. Community support. Uh, Destiny 2 actually won for this, which I'm a little bit surprised about. Um Maybe I left Destiny 2 behind a little too early. At the time that I was playing Destiny 2, uh, the community support was kind of a mess. Um, I was playing with another another guy that we all know, uh, who's a big Destiny guy. And he actually went back to Destiny 1 because he was like, Destiny 2 is such a mess. Like, I just, I want to go back to what, what they initially did, which was so much better. Um, perhaps they've cleaned things up uh in the interim see but, the um, key is to set the bar so low that when you adjust it it looks like you did this amazing thing it could very well be yeah um i have no idea but uh another one we wanted to mention was uh indie game of the year uh which actually went to i'm gonna see i don't really know how to like pronounce this game i guess is it just zaum zaum i have no idea um oh that's the studio no, I, I think no. that's the name of the game. Or is Disco Elysium the name of the game? Disco Elysium is the name of the game. Uh-huh. So, uh, yes, you're right. Okay, yeah, I misread that. Um, so I don't know much about Disco Elysium, but I'm very interested in, in the indie game uh, category um, because I think indie games deserve a lot of love and they don't often get it. Uh, the one game on here that I do recognize is the Untitled Goose Game, which I've heard a lot about and I've seen a lot about. That was nominated, but it didn't win. That one is um, also on Xbox Game Pass, which I have a lot of stuff that I have to get to that keeps coming to Xbox Game Pass that I feel like the one the one problem that I have with these type of services is I feel like things always go away before you get a chance to play them. So I feel like I'm going to have to like make up time to make sure that I play these games that I don't necessarily want to pay for, but that I have on Game Pass available to me. Yeah, I don't I don't have like a Game Pass kind of thing, so I don't I'm maybe fortunately not faced with those issues but i can imagine that would be it would be, it would be probably be trying to me to have to make decisions like that um so rounding out uh the rest of the winners uh in terms of games there's a lot of esports stuff that i'm going to skip because i know even less about that but uh family game went to luigi's mansion 3 it looks like nintendo pretty much had every nominee in that category uh fighting game of course went to super smash brothers ultimate that i don't think really surprises anyone um and game direction went to death stranding which death stranding is another game that we've talked about a whole heck of a lot on the podcast um it was nominated for a lot of things but it actually seems to have come up a little short in terms of actually winning uh, a number of things uh matt mickelson won for best performance um well it's a very divisive game 
Like I've yeah, seen a lot of reviewers, split. they love it. And I've seen a lot of reviewers saying that if Kojima wasn't the one to create this game, nobody would be talking about it. And it would be at the bottom of everyone's pile. I feel like with this game too, <laughs> people still don't know what it's about. How can you put it into one right. category? Right, for sure. Um, it looks like the only other thing it won besides best performance and best direction was uh, score and music. Um, but like I said, I can see it. It was nominated in a number of other categories. Uh, scrolling down the list too, I, I do want to make additional mention of Disco Elysium because it won a bunch of other things. It won best role-playing game. Uh, what else here? It won best narrative, um, which we've talked about, especially I feel like Nerdbomber and I, we've talked about how important story is to us in games like this. Um, and there's one more here. Where is it? Oh no. Uh, okay. I think that's it for the disco Elysium wins, but still a very good night for disco Elysium, no doubt. Um, and also, uh, we should also mention VR and AR cause that's becoming a thing. Uh, Beat Saber, uh, is the winner there. And of course, everyone's heard of beat saber i really want to play it i haven't played it yet because i don't have the move controllers yeah i was just gonna ask you if you had gotten a chance to play that it's one of those things that it's on my list and i've been waiting for it to go on sale on psvr but it just hasn't yet but i'm almost tempted to just buy it without it because i haven't dug out my vr set in a very long time but i feel like that would be a game that would make me do it get some cardio going too Ooh, you're right yeah certainly i mean i've I've seen videos of people playing it. That's my, that, I think I'd be good at it. Like when I watch it, I'm like, yeah, I'd be pretty good at this. Maybe I'd be terrible though. It might be one of those things that looks easy and then you get behind it and it's extremely difficult. Well, I was just, I was never on board with the death of rhythm games as a genre. I feel like DDR and Rock Band and Guitar Hero were such good games. And it not only were they just really good in getting you to get your hand-eye coordination together and you had the music and it was just a very engaging type of game, but I feel like it was one of those things that you could play with fan- friends and family and everyone had a good time. And I feel like yeah. when those all went away, we lost an element of gaming. And I know there some of them still exist. Like I think um, Guitar Hero, we have the, the quote-unquote new version that never really took off. It got so much worse. Yeah, the the way that they changed the format of the guitar, I understand they wanted to go for a more realistic format for the controller, but it just made it so difficult to track the the stuff coming down on the screen because things were stacked instead of just in a line, and they should have just left it the the core five buttons like they had before. You yeah, know, I mean we're we're getting off on a tangent a sorry. little bit here, but but Guitar Hero, I mean. They should. It's it's an example of a game that doesn't need realism. They should have left it exactly how it was. They could have come out with Guitar Hero like up to like Guitar Hero Ten and just not change anything but the songs, and I think people would, people would have kept buying them. I mean, Guitar Hero Three was amazing. Like it was, I played the crap out of that game, um, and it makes me upset honestly thinking about how they how they trashed that one. Guitar Hero, but, if you're um, listening. Invest in a VR game because you could start with drums. That'd be pretty easy. Honestly, if Beat Saber was smart, they would turn Beat Saber into like a drumming simulator or something where you oh, could yeah. also have a whole band play. That would be awesome. Come to think of it, how does that not exist yet? Are we sure it doesn't? I'm not 100% sure that it doesn't, but I feel like there's nothing that's on the scale of Beat Saber that does exist or rock band. We, we need a research department. We need to hire some people. Because, like, I can't answer that question right now, but, like, in an ideal world, we I just, like, point to some guy off, off camera. Well, there, there's no camera, but, like, point to some guy across the room, and he would, like, type something quick and, like, tell me. 
but uh i guess that's that's down the road for online warriors um drum beats so, vr yeah i mean like you said if anyone's listening who's a vr developer feel free to steal that idea we're giving you permission no it's a real game i'm i'm telling you drum beats vr is the name of the game it's available on steam so okay so it's apparently real uh i i thought you were just coming up with a with a title for a for for this game that we thought we were inventing so okay i guess don't uh all of our, all of our listeners out there don't bother stealing it it has already um been invented which is again not not super surprising um so we we do want to talk about um kind of one of the bigger reveals um at the game awards which was of course the xbox series x uh but before we do that i want to just ask you guys um what was your game of the year so for me i mean i've already waxed poetic about it pretty much you guys all know i'm gonna say spider-man i have not been able to put the controller down i am 100 percenting that game unlocking everything i can it's graphically gorgeous the story is great you feel for the characters there's some people that you you empathize with there's people that you wish you didn't see go um i'm not going to spoil it if you haven't played it but it it really hits all of the keynotes for me and for that way to go spider-man you are my game of the year nerd so i'm kind of tied between two games that i don't think either of you would expect me to pick um Kingdom Hearts 3 was one, and I think that was probably because of the nostalgia factor, the anticipation factor. A lot of people had issues with the game. I thought it was a really fun game. It was what I expected it to be, and it did it really well. So Kingdom Hearts 3, obviously, I I blew through that and played that nonstop for about a week or two until I finished it. My second game is another conclusion to a series that I was awaiting was The Walking Dead Final Season. Um, I finished that up, I think, in like April and played that one straight through. I thought it was really good. I enjoyed that they were able to resurrect the team of developers from Telltale after they closed to finish out the story. So it was like kind of a feel good story from a development standpoint, even though the studio closed down. Um, the characters got the ending that they deserved. The story was actually very well done, very emotional. And that was a game that left me thinking about it, thinking about the, the installment of, in the series and the series as a whole for at least a month after. I even learned how to finger pick the song at the end of the game on my guitar because it was so like it just ingrained. It was one of those games that left me with a hangover kind of when I was done playing it. So I would say kind of a tie between those two. I can't give you a good, solid answer between the two of them. If I had to pick one for you, I would go with The Walking Dead because I distinctly remember that. I, um, For those of you who don't know, I had watched Nerd Bomber play that whole game. And whenever that that ending song came on, it would almost put us in like a slump. Like just this kind of, it's all over feeling. And it's just like not many games affect you like that. So it's not because the ending is sad. It's just because the game is ending that makes you feel that way. Right. I mean, I guess the, I don't want to give spoilers, but the entire series just concludes in a really nicely done way. And it just leaves you feeling like you closed a chapter of something that I had been playing for probably, I would say, I don't remember when the first game came out, but I think probably close to five to 10 years, somewhere in that range. So I've been playing the game wow. series for a long time and it was just like closing the book on that. And it was very yeah, so impactful. Definitely like end of an era kind of kind of situation. Exactly. Now, you said that we might not expect 
that you like for me if i were to think of two games that you played this year that you would most like you've you've harped on me to play telltale walking dead so i probably would have said that one and then i know you're a kingdom hearts freak so i feel like i would have guessed those at least one of them okay fair enough uh, um b- but for for me uh so tactic stole my answer i want i want to say that right away i was definitely i'm gonna say spider-man but i can come up with a backup um spider-man's my actual game of the year but another i guess we'll call it like an honorable mention um is i think this is kind of surprising is uh overcooked overcooked and overcooked too i guess i'll say um because i basically played them both like at the same time um we've talked on this podcast many times about how much we love couch co-op and the overcooked series is just it's doing it man it's so great um I've been playing, I played through that game, burned through both games with my girlfriend. Uh, we are pros at that game. Uh, we will take down anyone. And I mean anyone. If you're listening and you think you can beat us, you can't. Forget about it. So I'm I'm honestly surprised that none of these games were even mentioned as nominees simply because, um, remember my comment with the f- games riding on their, their the coattails of their franchise? I didn't think the Gears story, Gears 5, was all that good. I thought Gears... <gasps> I thought Gears Three was wow. substantially better. Take that back. Audible and, gasp from Nerd Bomber. And for for that to actually get a nomination and be in the runnings, as opposed to games like like Spider Man or, or well, Spider Man technically came out last year, and I think the Overcooked series came out. In That's prior been out for years. a while. I mean, these are more like our personal game of the years, but the, these games, I think, The Walking Dead wrapped up in 2019, as did No Kingdom Hearts was technically 2018. So I think we're just talking about our personal goaties, but there are a lot of games so in bas- those veins that never made nominations. Basically, 2019 was a dud spud potato. Um, I don't know. I mean, I think a lot of people would disagree with you on that. I think I think 2019 had a lot of games that just aren't aren't for me or aren't for us. Like, even though Sekiro won so many awards, I still don't think I would think twice about playing it. And like the same goes for Death Stranding. I just don't think that's ever going to be a me thing. Um, so I don't know. I mean, I, I would have to look. I would imagine if Spider-Man was eligible last year, it had to have won quite a bit. I mean, it's just a super, super polished, well done game. Um, definite game of the year quality to me. Um, but I guess I'd have to I'd have to look into that. I think God of War might have won it last year. I remember me, they were uh, both up in the same year. I'm I'm gonna Google this really quick. You guys can just talk amongst yourself about uh, whatever you like, but let me see if I can pull up the winners really quick. Uh, let's see. I mean, I yeah. Think... So God, okay, go God ahead. of War won Game of the Year. Yeah, it, it was took a lot less time than I thought. God of War won Game of the Year and Best Game Direction. Spider Man was nominated for Game of the Year and Best Game Direction and Best Narrative and Best Score in Music. So, and... Yeah, it was nominated a bunch of times. Actually. This is crazy. It did not win a single award. Actually, Overcooked 2 won Best Family Game last year. And so. in 2018, there was a, 2018 was a substantially better year. There was Red Dead Redemption. Yeah, Red Dead Redemption 2 won Best Narrative. There was God of War. There was Spider-Man. I mean, honestly, I, I, I'm going to stick to my guns that 2019 right. relative to 2018 was a 
potato year. I would say it was a little bit weaker. I think that, so we're all kind of backlog players for the most part. And I think probably in like two years, there are some games in the 2019 nominees list that we'll go back and we'll finally play and we'll be like, wow, this was like a pretty decent game. I really like this. So yeah, I mean, Red Dead Redemption had won four awards. God of War won three. Um, Red Dead Redemption and God of War both got the most nominations at eight. Marvel's Spider-Man got seven. So it was nominated for a bunch, and it just happened to not not win it. So you've played Star Wars uh, Jedi, the the Fallen Order. Would you consider... You haven't? I thought you have played it. I do not own it as of now. No, that was our our friend Ben who played it. Okay. Yeah. That is one that I would consider to be winning from everything i've seen and the the story that i've read that one should be one of the top runners in my opinion for 2019 well this was you mean for next year's no for 2019's this year that came out this year you're saying to for the awards next year because it wasn't eligible for awards this year i don't think I wouldn't think so because it. I'm sure there's there must be some kind of cutoff point. Otherwise, I would have thought it would have been nominated for at least one thing, and it it's not listed here at all. Um, so maybe there's a cutoff point that it'll be in on the nominations next year. I don't I don't know. But right. um, well, I'm all twisted up, so <laughs> that's my opinion. <laughs> um, but yeah, so so we we should get to again kind of the big announcement. Uh, at the game awards was this xbox series x and my exposure to it at this point is just seeing the quote-unquote trailer for it um which was great until they actually revealed what the console looked like and i guess before i rail on it its visual appearance uh i don't know maybe you guys can give your takes on it so i think from an appearance standpoint it looks like a computer which I don't want. Like, like I, I, I get that. and But, like, if I wanted a, a game console that looked like a computer, you know what I would do? I would buy a computer. So, I, <laughs> I did see, though, that you can turn it on its side. My, my main problem with the whole tower feature is that it doesn't fit into a lot of home theater setups. I'm looking at oh, my own home thing. theater, and I'm like, where would I put this thing? It would end up on the ground next to my subwoofer, which that's not where I want to put my console. I have a dog. I have dog hair. I have dust. I don't want to put it on the ground. I want to put it on a shelf up in the air where there's a lot of airflow. And so I think the tower aesthetic that they're going for, and especially the fact that it has that green light in the top of the tower, most people won't want to tip it on its side. So it will be kind of a pain in the butt for people to fit it into their existing entertainment system unless they completely redo their setup. So me personally, I actually like the vertical appearance. Um, Most setups have adjustable shelves to be able to fit it. And then the other side of it is it can go right next to your Alexa. So there's two tower objects that can sit right next to each other. You just really saved a shelf. And the other side of it is... But well, it's really, bigger than your Alexa. Hang on. By a lot, I would think. The other side of it, though, is I broke into the gaming scene really heavily with the PlayStation 2. And it was the PlayStation 2, the light one. It, it, they took out a lot of the, the, the fans and a couple of the, the disk drives. It was just a spring opening um, case thing. And that one had an, an option to screw in a stand in the bottom or have it just on its side. And I 100% had that bad boy vertical, and I loved it. 
I don't know, like I even because like Xbox 360 was another one that like you would see it both ways. I I know at one point I did have my Xbox 360 vertical, and I didn't like it. Like I remember consciously thinking like I don't like because like another thing about it is that like it can tip over more easily and like especially xbox 360s those things were like glass at one point you'd be worried about the red ring of death all the time um and for, i'm sure that's not scratch. the case anymore well yeah that too um i don't know i mean i, I don't want to come across like form factor in the console is like the most important thing to me because it's it's definitely not but like i would also hope that the ps5 does a better job than i mean it's it's I also don't know a whole lot like it's part of it is the tower orientation, but another part of it is that it's, it's literally just a box. Like see, it's not much to look at from a simplistic design. There's something about it. That's appealing to me. My biggest hang up, like I said, is where I would put it, but like there is something kind of appealing to me about it. I mean, and it's probably going into like PC design and what I like in a PC. If you go back to the 90s and stuff, there's a lot of crazy angles on your PC. And now I like a more just rectangular box, something more simple and elegant. And that's kind of what they're giving us here. I don't really understand how the weird green light on the top comes into play. Um, I think, I, it, it like I said, it's just all coming back down to me. Where am I going to put this thing? But they, they, they're giving a lot of compelling stuff i mean i mean yeah twice the i I think i know what you're getting at uh it's slated to be twice as powerful as the xbox one x so like it's gonna be able to do some crazy stuff i mean i i think the next gen of consoles is probably gonna surprise a lot of people myself included because at this point when i play like a ps4 pro i'm like well this is as good as it gets and i'm sure it's not right i mean we we talked about what ps5 is gonna do with like solid state drives and stuff and you know xbox series x is probably gonna you know blow the whole market wide open i mean how long has it been since we've gotten a next generation of console and how much has taken place technologically in that in that span of time it could be a big jump and that's kind of what they're they're telling us here at least it's what i've i read from it well i think one of the things that struck me was they they premiered a trailer for the next hellblade the sequel to the first game, um, now that they own that studio. And I don't know if you guys played Hellblade at all. Um, nope. I, I played it a little bit. The audio, first of all, is incredible in that game. You have to play it with headphones. It's just phenomenal. Great audio design. But when I was playing it, I was like, wow, this is a really nice looking game for what was at the time an indie studio. Um, and it, I thought it was just very visually appealing. And it, then comparing that trailer for the first game with what we saw in what they premiered for the sequel, it looks a thousand times better. Like it just looks so much more lifelike. And I think that's what we're going to start seeing with these new consoles is just the graphics capabilities are going to keep pushing the boundaries. And I feel like every generation you kind of get in like set in this way of thinking. I know with the 360 towards the end of that console lifespan, I remember thinking to myself like, Oh, like this Gears game. Wow, this is so graphically impressive. And right. like Call of Duty, I don't know how we're going to top this moving forward. And then obviously they did. And you look back and those games look like a potato. So I feel like things are just going to get more and more lifelike and impressive. The theme of today's episode has been brought to you by potatoes. First off, <laughs> yeah. we're just mentioning it like rapid fire. By the way, they can be classy. 
Second off, the thing that I, that's really blowing my mind in today's day and age is the transitions from gameplay footage versus a trailer. It's becoming almost impossible to tell which is which because usually there's some like a cutscene and then it'll go to the, the actual gameplay. But the graphics are so good in the actual gameplay that it just looks like the trailer. And, it, and it's really just totally enticing you on on what's next what's next so i'm all i'm all for what the capabilities they have and kind of where it's going i think some of the other interesting points that xbox did elaborate on and i don't think they announced this during the game awards but i think it was in an interview after was that two major points for me that really stood out first of all right off the bat this console is going to be backwards compatible. That to me is huge. Mm. I have such a giant library of Xbox One and Xbox 360 games that at this point, and I know I have the PlayStation and the Switch, but I don't want to abandon that library because I've seen my Xbox 360 games that I have that are on disc that aren't forward compatible anymore. I don't play. They just are sitting there in my collection because I don't have an HDMI port for my Xbox 360 available, so I just don't play them. Having that backwards compatibility right off the bat is key. And I think that's something that Sony also needs to consider when they're developing the PlayStation 5. And I, I think that will be inevitable. I feel like they wouldn't abandon the PS4 I feel library. Like they have to. So that was I- one major thing. The second was that even though they are going to have a new controller available with the Series X, um, that is slightly smaller, which I honestly don't know why you would bother changing it. Me um, neither. It, that is also backwards compatible, so you can use any Xbox One controller that you already own. So I think yeah, that's huge because, like, I, I favor huge. my controller. I have my personal blue controller that I love, and it's broken in, and I really like it, and I don't want a new one. Well, and we've mentioned that I, I think one of the things that, like, in terms of console wars, I think Xbox, this generation of Xbox, definitely won in the controller. I, I think the consensus is that it won in the controller game. I think a lot of people will acknowledge that the Xbox controller just feels a lot better in the hand. Um, so it's smart of them to say, yeah, you can just go ahead and keep using that. Also, it's nice for people to not have to just buy new controllers if they have a bunch of Xbox One controllers, you know, right, right away. You have your your full slate of controllers. And I um, think it could give the ability, for because what killed Xbox coming out of the gate, besides a lot of the wonkiness with like being a, a television system with the Xbox One, yeah. um, was the price point in comparison to the PlayStation 4. And I think if they even had an offering without a controller, like I would buy a console without a controller if I can use the ones I already have and save 50 bucks why wouldn't you and I I think you're right too that PS5 is going to have to match what Xbox is doing with backwards compatibility I I think as these consoles get more expensive and uh, you know I just I I don't see people abandoning their their existing game libraries as easily as they used to Um, so I I think PS5 will will definitely be meeting us there on that And, and and to, to go to go back to kind of a little bit of what Tactic was saying about trailers versus gameplay, like that is where the huge gap is, right? And I, I think even within a game, the difference between cutscene graphics and actual in-game graphics, like that's the main bridge to be gapped, right? And the, the main gap to be bridged, I should say. Um, so I think that we're going to be seeing a lot more of the photorealism actually creeping into the actual gameplay, which I couldn't be more excited about. Um, I'm wondering... I'm left wondering, um, given that, you know, at this point, I would say I'm kind of all in on, on PlayStation. I sold my Xbox One. I'm ready for, I'm not immediately ready to buy a PS5, but I'm really curious to see what they 
come up with and you would think that announcement will be coming soon right i mean what's our timetable for that i feel like it's got to be coming soon i feel like there's going to be a state of play eventually like they have to capitalize on the fact that xbox just announced their newest console and if they wait too long then xbox will take the lead because everyone will continue to talk about that so i feel like there has to be a state of play coming up and if you think about the release window both of these consoles are coming out in holiday 2020 but really that means that these things are going to be on shelves starting in what early november next year if not sooner yeah so they've got they don't have that much time. They've got maybe like eight or nine months to really get the ball rolling. So I feel like they'll be announcing that soon. Well, and like you said, they, they, they have to, you know, right now everyone's talking about the Series X. If PlayStation wants to control the narrative at all, they have to get, you know, get their feet on the ground very soon. So yeah, I, I would imagine January, like I'm, I'm honestly surprised we haven't heard anything yet. Well, I mean, they um, did, during the Game Awards, they did release the trailer for Godfall, which is the first PlayStation 5 title that th- has been announced so far. Um, and Godfall was, it basically looks kind of like an armorish type, almost, it's supposed to be like a melee looter game where you have a three-person co-op. It looks very, almost, oh, what is the word I'm looking for? Like, it's Gre- Grecian gods, almost. Um, I don't, I don't know what word you're looking for. Yeah. I, <laughs> I'm trying to help, but yeah, well, armored. basically it looks like a badass armor game for illegal nerd bomber and tactic to play together. Yes. But so like, I think that by premiering that at the game awards, they were kind of expecting to generate some hype because it did look very pretty. It was a very beautiful game. Um, so I think they were hoping that that would help garner some hype for PlayStation five. But I mean, when you're being followed by scooped. a console, announcement you're gonna get scooped every time so you don't think they knew i'm not sure who knows i mean yeah we we don't really know how these things work but i'll bet you there was a guy on the button watching whatever playstation did and based on if they announced anything for the ps5 he was like do it and then he just went and released the trailer so you think it was reactionary oh yeah that'd be interesting I, I again I have no idea how any of the, how any of this works but um what's clear right now is that everyone's talking about the Series X um and we want to know what you guys think uh of the Series X both what it looks like and what it's capable of doing how excited are you are you giving Microsoft your money now uh tweeted us guys we're on Twitter uh I am at OW legal 86 we have at OW Tactic and at OW Nerd Bomber. And also we have our main show account at Online Warriors One. We'd love to hear from you guys. Maybe we'll put up a poll or something. I don't I don't know. You um, know my last comment about it is I'm just disappointed that if they're gonna have it standing upright, that they didn't have it shaped like an X. It's way more stable than a tower. But well I so I I like this I like the stability. I agree with you. And I also like the general aesthetic but wouldn't that be like hard to like oh yeah it'd be hard yeah it'd be tough to fit it in and wire everything together but it would look cool i i mean i do like i want to see something audacious with with the ps5 like i've seen some concepts that are probably fake news on the internet that i'm like yeah that's really exciting like i do not want to see just a box like even if it was the same kind of trapezoidy kind of thing they have going right now that would be okay i just don't want to see a box but i again i think we'll know soon um so right now we are going to take uh our usual ad break but before we do 
uh, we would be remiss if we did not shout out our wonderful Patreon producer, Mr. Ben Checkness. Uh, ben has been supporting us on Patreon for quite a while now. He's been on the show twice, and um, he supports us at the night level, which is the highest of our three levels. And as a result, he gets a producer shout out in each episode. He gets uh, input into our game segment on our show, and he also gets... Uh, uh, as I mentioned, the occasional guest spot and access to our monthly secret segment and our monthly vlog. There is also a second level of support, the Squire level, which gets you access to the monthly secret segment and vlog, and the Lowly Page level gets you access to the monthly secret segment. So, uh, if you like listening to us talk about things like this, uh, first of all, thank you. Second of all, uh, we would love to have your support on patreon and if you're interested you can head on over to patreon.com slash online warriors podcast for more of the deets so uh we will be back in something like 30 seconds hello everyone this is cm alexander from dairy public radio tune in wherever you listen to podcasts and join josh ben and i as we dissect the works of stephen king in a book club style format whether your experience with king is comfortably familiar or frighteningly fanatic, Dairy Public Radio is here to keep you up to date with all that's happening in Dairy, Maine, and beyond. All right, welcome back. Uh, so for our last uh, piece of news today, uh, we wanted to talk about this uh, Kumail Nanjiani pick that oh, he posted that on Instagram that's been going around. So Kumail Nanjiani will be starring in Marvel's Eternals um, in the villain role and he posted um a couple of pictures of what to say the least is a drastically improved physique now uh, i want to read kind of a the caption that he added to it because i I think it's really great um and obviously you're listening to this you might be looking at the picture yourself right now but you're not actually seeing it so i just want to read this to you so he said um I never thought I'd be one of those people who would post a thirsty shirtless, but I've worked way too hard for way too long, so here we are. You either die a hero or you live long enough to see yourself become the villain. I found out a year ago that I was going to be in Marvel's Eternals and decided I wanted to transform how I looked. I would not have been able to do this if I didn't have a full year with the best trainers and nutritionists paid for by the biggest studio in the world. I'm glad I look like this, but I also understand why I never did before. It would have been impossible without these resources and time. He goes on to essentially thank a number of people that helped him get to this point. Um, But I think that the message is extremely cool. Um, Just to say like, yeah, I look like this and I'm proud of that. But like, it was impossibly hard. Like it's, it's, it's not braggy. It's more, wow, this was really hard. So the (laughs) message, and I think that's the message I got from that is it's possible to look that good you just got to run money on whatever parts you want to improve and poop. I maybe. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I thought that was cool how he basically said like, you know, if you want, if you look at this picture and think like, Oh, I'll go to the gym and start looking like this. Good luck. Cause it's extremely hard. Like, I think that's a nice like dose of realism, especially on a place like Instagram, but this picture, I mean, let's talk about this for a second. Are, th- this vein on his arm makes me uncomfortable. He basically like my- has the Wolverine physique, which Hugh Jackman had said the same thing that he was the, basically the same exact message was done by him that it's an impossible physique to reach, but and he couldn't have done it without his trainers. So all you women out there who want a Hugh Jackman, just just give us a break. Give us a break. Well, or think, give us a bunch of money in time. The other interesting thing. So this is now like the third or fourth 
nerd that we've seen glow up quote unquote um who else who paul rudd is he one of them paul rudd glowed up i i haven't really seen like i don't know what his muscular stature looks like but if you look at he's shirtless for a second and it's like it's crazy yeah um i i well uh, he's a good one but i was also thinking like chris pratt was huge yeah i mean he was literally and figuratively bigger um because he basically went from being on a small time tv show comparatively to having the money of disney behind him and universal and the other one is zachary levi i mean his entire career more or less he played a nerdy guy and then he had the money and power of dc behind him and wb and bulked up yeah bulked up is an understatement i mean I, i again if, if if i have a vein in my arm like this ever like i it it scares me it scares me a little bit and i'd hate to harp on that because like it's pretty incredible but the vein freaks me out i think uh, the message here is that there's the potential for this person and every nerd out there which is why nerd chic is super cool yeah nerd no chic. doubt I, i'm i'm not sure you know in spite of the the, the chiseled abs and pecs and all that jazz I'm not sure I'm buying Kumail Nanjiani as like a menacing villain character. <laughs> I mean, are you guys? I think he can be. I think he's trying to look casual in this photo. Fair. I mean, I like him a lot, but I just I think, like, he's not known for that kind of role, I guess is my point. He is kind of typecast. I was just about to say, like, I've always seen him in like the comedic role where goofy he's always, sidekick. yeah, he's the goofy sidekick or the underdog and it's going to be a difficult adjustment but it's i'm not saying that he can't do it because if you would have told me when chris pratt was just starting on parks and rec that he would be the hunky dinosaur tamer i would have laughed in your face true True hunky dinosaur tamer yeah he's super hunky and he trains dinosaurs not in marvel but um yeah i mean it's 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 quite the glow up um you know that wolverine comparison really hit me especially considering too that Camille Nanjiani is kind of a hairy guy, you know. He's got that arm hair going. Got a nice bouquet of chest hair. Um, shout out to Camille Nanjiani. You did a great job with your with your training. Your trainers did a great job training you. And uh, yeah, Marvel's Eternals I think comes out next year, right? I believe so. Maybe, yeah, it's either next year or two years from now. So uh, we'll see him in that. Maybe he's I don't know what character he plays, but apparently he's going to be like throwing cars or something. Because I mean, look at this guy um so yeah uh that rounds out the news let's talk about what we've been up to and uh to start tactic what what do you have for us so i'm very excited about this past week um as you all know the holidays are upon us and the other thing as you all know is nerd bomber and i do not have any kids but we do have a fur baby and when this time of year comes around we are those weirdos that take our fur baby to take pictures with Santa. So we have some very distinguished photos of our pooch smiling with Santa. And I believe he's, and he said this, this is a true fact that he was Santa's favorite dog. Just saying. I mean, this is crazy to me. Like my fur baby could not handle that. You took him to meet a strange person and he just sat there and posed. Yep. Yeah, this is like the third or fourth wow. time that we've done this, though. So the key to this is he knows a good sit and he loves to be pet. So he's not going to move around if the person is petting him. So Santa basically has him 
sitting down, he's petting him, and then the person by the camera squeaks a ball. So then, like, for that split second, he looks over, and that's when you get your picture. Because, I mean, and I, I think the pet Christmas card is, like, a pretty... Well, I don't know if he did a Christmas card or just Christmas photos, but, like, either way, the pet Christmas photo is, like, a well-known... It's, like, a pretty common thing, but, like, the, getting Santa involved, I will admit, that's that's pretty next level, so shout out to you guys. Props. Shout out to Santa. Yeah, give it up for Santa, guys. I mean, come on. He's he's the real hero here. So, Nerd Bomber, what about you? Um. So... If you guys don't know this, Tectic and I do not spend the holidays together. So we always have like an early Christmas and we exchange gifts a little bit earlier. And I opened a phenomenal present that I'm super stoked about. Um, If you guys are not aware, I kind of play the guitar. I'm not very good at it, but I like to play it. And I've always credited my lack of progressing in my learnings to my cheap $60 guitar that isn't terrible for $60, but is in no way good. And so I've been eyeing up an Epiphone Hummingbird Pro, which is a, a smaller, not a smaller, but like a, a cheaper version of the Gibson Hummingbird that a lot of great musicians have played. Um, so I've, I was eyeing that up, but it was always a little bit out of my budget range and Tactic surprised me with my very own guitar. And now I am super stoked. The thing is beautiful. I'm kind of terrified to play it because it's so beautiful. But it plays phenomenally. It sounds great. It's super easy to play in comparison to my old guitar. I am pumped. And now, as so now I you do have things, to get really good. Now, as I do things around the house, she sits there and narrates it to some tune. So, so, so you have to get really, really good at guitar now. That's the, the plan now. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what color is it? Um, it is a nice orangey sunburst type. Ooh la la. Well, um, so you heard it here first. So uh, on next week's show, Nerd Bomber is going to be playing us all a song live and on the air. <laughs> so uh, get ready for that. I said it, so you have to now. That's the rules. That's the podcast rules. Um, and maybe we'll start our own online warriors band, guys. I mean, I also play. I play a little bit of the keys. I play a little bit of guitar. Uh, Tactic. I think. Yeah, I think you're a shoe in for tambourine. I think that I think that job is open. What do you play any other instruments? Yeah, I play the drums, like the drum set. Oh, well there you go. So we're good. Well, maybe we need a bass player. Um we'll get one of the fur baby fur babies for that. But uh that's super super exciting. Um my girlfriend and I are actually doing our gift exchange uh tomorrow. We're not separating for the holidays, but we're just we're doing it early because we're about to travel and it's just generally easier to get it done while we're here i've also been told that one of my gifts does not travel well so that's another reason but um other than that is it another puppy i honestly i she's been dropping hints of as to what it is and i still have no idea i feel like it's kind of embarrassed i feel like she thinks that i should know by now what it is and i just i don't so we'll find out tomorrow i guess i'll I'll report back um in the meantime uh we've been watching a lot of christmas baking shows you know like we've we've also we've been going on like chop champions which is like a classic you know cooking show we're big into competition shows right now but there's a, a wealth of like like uh great british bake-off has some holiday episodes uh there's a whole like holiday baking championship on hulu uh nailed it has a, like a christmas special so we're just like really vibing on that right now and um having a grand old time my christmas shopping is finally done uh today my last item came in which incidentally is my gifts for you two 
so get excited for that Woo. um other than that uh, getting ready to do some traveling and uh taking some time off so very excited about that uh not very excited about fantasy movie league because i'm still bad um i feel like my segue is always the same into the fantasy movie league which is just that i suck but uh you know what it's still true so uh let's go over this past week uh in which the winner was devin reed uh actually look at this uh, I actually came in, I actually tied for first this week because me and Devin Reed played exactly the same Cineplex, but he must have played the tiebreaker better. Um, so here I just was saying I suck because my overall total is still low, but I tied for first place. That's a huge win for me. Um, so Devin and I came in with 90 million. Uh, Hipster Pop Geek just underneath with 89 and a half. Florida Hawk right there with 89 and a half as well. Then a drop to 82 and a half for Mecha Yoda. Tactic at six with 79. Woo-hoo. Heck, it's tech with just a hair under 79 as well. Nerd Bomber with 73. Woof. Um, bet hard on Won't You Be My Neighbor. And apparently it didn't work out. Uh, ben Checkness down at 59. He bet hard on Knives Out, which apparently has fallen off. And uh, Spitfire at 10 with 15 million. I'm not really sure what happened there because he played a full Cineplex, but... Uh, Shout out to our friend Spitfire. Uh, looking at the overall, though, as I mentioned, I'm still way down in the rankings. Hipster Pop Geek still at a comfortable number one, up near 598 million. Uh, Mecha Yoda at two with 533. Hecate's Tech with 528. Um, and yeah, a, a number of other people are in the 500s, including the two of you. And then uh, it, it starts to drop off from there. So we are entering the second last week of this season uh week nine is december 20th through 22nd and then to close things out week 10 is the 27th through the 29th uh this weekend is star wars weekend so that could be very interesting i haven't looked yet at setting my lineup but i imagine it's going to be very star wars centric um if you want to get your feet wet and uh maybe prepare yourself to really get down and dirty next season with us um you can find our league at fantasymovieleague.com and the league name is Online Warriors Podcast with a password that is all lowercase podcast. So uh, we'd love to have you. Uh, we're having a lot of fun with it, uh, as you can see. And uh, yeah, we'll see how the season finishes out. Tactic, I think you have a game for us today. Also movie related, correct? Yep, it is. And I do. So today's topic will be films of the decade. As we roll into the next 10 years... Um, I'd like to reflect on the previous 10 years. So what we're going to do today is we're not doing the lie detector test. What we're going to do is we're go- I'm going to rattle off 10 films. And between you and Nerd Bomber, you have to guess what year it came out. And we're going to do it Price is Right style. Whoever's closer and you can bust. So. All right. Is, let's bu- get into is it. bust. Is, I have one question. Is bust going too early or too late? uh it's too high of a year is bust okay sure perfect i'm ready let's do it so the first one that i will ask for what year did it come out is the martian okay uh well wait who goes first should we do like a late uh ladies first both because uh nerd bomber's a lady and also because i'm terrible at this game all right i'm going to try to logic this out I remember that back when we were on the nerdbomber.com podcast, we read this book in anticipation of the movie coming out, and I believe we did that in like 
2015. So I'm going to say the movie came out in 2016. So I am actually going to say... I, I, I was going to say uh, 2015, and I'm going to stick with that. Illegal gets it. Um, that Close. That recollection happened in 2014. I was going to say, that was right after and I... And so moved. you gave him the exact hint to getting it right. It came out in 2015. Oh, man, I was one year off. I had another another point of reference besides that. But yeah, that, that, that clue also certainly helped. All right, sweet. I jump out to an early lead. That's rare for me in these games. So this next one has a lot of hubbub over the past years, and that's the first Avengers movie. Okay, this one is... Uh, this is 2012. I'm, oh man, you already, st- I was going to say that, but if I'm you, pretty you sure I'm ready. say the same answer I'm, if you think yeah, it's the same answer. I don't want to do that. That's no fun. I'm going to scoop you and say 2011. So that's two for illegal. It came out yeah. exactly 2012. How did you know that so quickly? I expect to be very good at this game. I know a lot about movies. This is, and, and I, you know, obviously I bombed the Hallmark quiz last week, but movie movies like especially ones that are recent i I feel like i'm gonna be pretty good i don't i'm i don't want to like overstate things but let's keep going and i'm gonna see how well i can do okay so the next one is the wolf of wall street oh okay um oh i don't go first okay go ahead (laughs) okay now this one i feel very strongly about i believe it was in the year 2013 because I remember I'd shared my Netflix password with you and you watched it without me when you went home for Christmas. Yeah, so you're absolutely right. This is 2013. Um, I know that's lame, but you're, I know you're right. So I'm just going to say the same year. Okay, so Illegal does not take any chances and it's a tie. Okay, the next one. Let's, let's try one that... So we, were, so we were right. Yes, you were both right. Let's try one that you might not know. <laughs> Black Swan. Oh, Oof. brother. Um, this, this is a good one. So I go first for this one. Yep. Um, I did not like this movie. I, I want to I say that right off the bat. Didn't this uh, win a ton of awards? Yeah. But, you know, it just wasn't for me. It's too weird. Um, you know, I think I'm going to say 2011. I think it was early. Are we including 2010 in the years here? Yes, we are. Okay, then I'm going to go 2010. Oh, crap. I blew it. <laughs> Nerd Bomber gets it. Did I really? Dang it. Yes, it Dang came it. out in 2010. I just wanted to scoop you. I-, I didn't even think that I was right. I was just like, ah. I forgot about 2010. 2010 like, is that. a year that exists. Yeah, we. I, was a lot, I graduated high school in that year. I will admit I just got really lucky there. I just went for it. Okay. Props. You've heard here first, folks. She just went for it. And with that, Toy Story 3. Toy Story 3. This is a no do, do, do I go first or no? It doesn't matter. It's 2014. I'm very, very confident. Toy Story. Wait. No. Oh, no, I got it was it wrong. 2010. Yeah, you're Nerd right. Bomber I, gets I, it again. I, sorry, so you I'm, threw me so, off a little bit. I got really confused. I was like, so, what? So I confused myself. It was, I knew it was when I graduated, but it was when I graduated high school, not when I graduated college. Ah, oh, man, I deserve that. Shoot. So now we're tied, right? Yes, yes sir. Are. 
Son of a gun. I, if I lose this, man, what, what an upset. Let's, let's just keep going. I got to get out of my own head. Okay. So the next one is going to be... I didn't think it was a great movie, so let's see if you know this one. Mad Max. Oh, I remember when this came out. I go first on this one, right? You do. Oh, okay. I think this one came out in 2015, maybe. This is tough. First of all, this is a great movie. How did you not like this movie? Uh, shoot. I remember watching this movie. Unfortunately, it was in my apartment, which could be literally any time <laughs> in like the past five years. Uh, I'm going to say 2016. So Nerd Bomber gets this one. It Crap, came out in 2015. Yeah. Literally just pulling stuff out of my butt at this point. I actually, How many? I based this one off of when the video game came out because I knew it was around the same time that the movie came out. We have four How many more are left? left. I can't blow this. We have four more left. And okay. Nerd Bomber's there, up time. by one. So the next one, Gravity. Did not see this one. Uh... I must have been really busy when this came out. That's that's like that's my first thought of like why I didn't see it. Uh I'm gonna stick to my guns and say 2016. I think that did are we playing bust rules? Yes. Okay, yes. then I'm going to go with 2013 because I distinctly remember seeing this in IMAX 3D with somebody who was super, super stoked to see this movie. It came out in 2013. Oh, crap. I'm getting so good at this. It's all just, it's the only way I'm getting these is because of like either A, luck, or I like remember a specific incident and I'm nailing in the year that way. I mean, if I can't win a quiz about movies, what quiz can I win? Like, I lost the Star Wars quiz. What's happening? Let's, I don't let's, know. let's just keep going. Let's keep going. Keep my Okay. Cool. The next one La La Land. Oh. Um, I think I go first on this one, right? You do. You okay. do. Okay. I, I want to say this one was 2016, and I have no basis. This one's just luck. Okay. This one. I'm very count. If I get this one wrong, I'm going to be really mad. It's 2017. I'm almost positive. Okay. So Nerd Bomber is scary good at this. She Wait, hit no. every single one on the <laughs> nail on the head. It's not 2017? No, it's 2016. I got Wait, my peace three. signs in the air. Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. So now I lost, right? So I lost. No, she has to get one more and, and then you've lost. Well, but she's... No. How you can't catch left? up to me though at this I point. I can't catch up. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, you can't catch up. It's impossible. Good grief. All right. Well, so I that, thought, man, I was listening to the soundtrack in 2017, so I must have watched it late. We'll do one more just to maybe give you some redemption points. Yeah, because that's what I need right now. Dead, to lose again. Deadpool. Um, I mean, I have no idea. Just, but I, I don't trust myself at all. I think Nerd Bomber goes first. I think this one was... I'm trying to figure out who we might have seen this movie with. I want to say this was a 2013 movie. That that seems too late, though, but I'm going with it. No, so that that's too early, I think. Or, yeah, too early. The, the, Sorry. The, 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 this, mm, 
I feel like the movie came out later than that, but Oof. based on who I remember seeing this movie with, I think I have to stick with it. Yeah, so for me, going by the same logic, I'm going to say 2015. Illegal gets it, 2016, but it means nothing because Nerd All right, wins. well, gosh darn it. So Nerd you know, Bomber is our resident movie expert. Tech Tick is I don't even resident know why Star Wars expert. <laughs> when was the last time I won a quiz on this show? It's been a hot minute. It's been a little bit, yeah. Because if you win, you host, and I don't think you've hosted in a, quite a bit. I think the switch to the lie detector format has really, really gotten me good. But um, well, this one's not lie detector, though. No, I know. I'm, this one I just sucked, but I'm just trying to make some kind of excuse for why I've been so pitiful at this. So technically um, now we're starting season eight. Should we switch back to this format, guys? If you think so, let us know on the tweeters. Hit us up on the tweeters. On the, Are we still on Instagram? Can we can hit us up on Instagram? We are still on Instagram. We're on Instagram, guys. Is it just at Online Warriors? Uh, I think it's at Online Warriors Podcast. Well, there you go, guys. Hit I us mean, up on the gram we're available let us know what's better lie detector or like i guess before we were kind of doing like a mix of like prices right multiple choice kind of thing um whichever you like better we're probably going to stick with uh because we are beholden to you our fantastic fans and uh we do thank you uh like once again for joining us if you like listening um we would love to see a review from you on apple podcasts um and in the meantime uh next week what you have to look forward to a special uh nerd bomber and tactic uh i guess i guess we'll call it a date episode i don't know holiday special holiday special um i will be in the midst of travel and various things and sundry so i won't be around but after that i will be back so um very excited for 2020 and, and all the great things that are in store for us there and um we look forward to having you along for the ride. So again, thank you and uh, have a great week. See you next time. See ya.